If you'd like to take one of the Bibles in front of you and turn to page 1144, 1145, we're going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and read verses 18 to 25. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18 on page 1144. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand miraculous signs, and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. This is the word of the Lord. Well, good evening. It's uh, good to see you. Uh, Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you speak through it, and that by it we can know you. Help us to trust it. And as we hear from it, would you be changing us uh, into the image of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In his name. Amen. A crucified man. A God who left heaven to live as a carpenter. A king born in a stable. A God who dies Have you ever thought about how weird Christianity is? Have you ever maybe started explaining it to a friend, uh, only to realise that this must sound completely crazy to them? You've started saying our relationship with God is broken by sin. All you need to do is trust in Jesus' death. Well, how's that going to help? Well, it's not just... It's not just you. Uh, One of the earliest pictures of the cross that we have is some Roman graffiti which ridicules uh, someone called Alexandromos for worshipping a crucified God. We often point out, don't we, that Christianity is different from every other religion. Well, yes, you might say, because it makes no sense. Well, today we're starting a new series looking at mistaken thinking. There are all sorts of ideas floating around us that might make us question if we've got things right. Ideas that can creep in and push us off course. And today we're going to be thinking about this idea. The passion of Christ is too weird to work. And we're going to be looking more at those verses from 1 Corinthians uh, that Philip read to us 
uh, to help us think about this. So it's page uh, 1144, uh, if you closed it. Well, uh, Paul, who wrote this letter to the church in Corinth, uh, felt just how weird what he was preaching was uh, himself. Corinth was a a bustling, multicultural, uh, brand new city, a port that was uh, a melting pot of cultures and ideas. It was full of all sorts of different religions, different gods. It would be intimidating for a Christian, even for Paul. When he first arrived uh, there in Corinth to start the church, he'd uh, recently had a savage beating in Philippi. He was without his partners, Timothy and Silas, and he'd just had uh, a rather unexciting time in Athens, where only a few people had responded to his preaching. And so he says in chapter 2 and verse 3, I came to you in weakness, with great fear and trembling. It's not often how we think of Paul, is it? My message and my preaching were not wise, uh, with wise and persuasive words, he says. What could this weird message of the cross possibly offer this great new city? Well, in these verses that we read in chapter 1, we'll see that despite the setbacks, the pain, the ridicule, Paul is confident in his gospel. And so we can be too. We're going to see that uh, although the gospel seems foolish, it is the power of God to save. And although the gospel is opposed, we should still preach it. So first, although the gospel seems foolish... It is the power of God to save. Throughout uh, 1 Corinthians, uh, in this section, Paul contrasts different forms of wisdom and foolishness. There is God's wisdom, which looks like foolishness to some people. There is what uh, people claim as wisdom, which is in fact foolishness. So why does uh, the gospel seem weird to so many people? So weird, in fact, as to be foolish and unbelievable. Well, look at verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Whether the message of the cross is foolishness depends uh, ultimately on whether you are saved or perishing. For those who are rejecting God, the cross is foolish. Why would a particular Jewish man dying 2,000 years ago affect me? How can a crucifixion fix my relationship with God? Can't I just fix it myself if it does indeed need fixing? Yet Paul is confident that it is this cross which is the very foundation of our salvation. Without it, there is no payment for sin, and we are still under judgment. If I told you about uh, a simple ring of plastic that could save you from death, 
which had in fact saved lots of people from death, that all you needed to do was hold on to it and you'd be saved. You might think I was crazy, but if I threw a life ring to you when you fell in the sea, you might think a bit differently. See, for those who are not aware of their situation, those who think that they can swim out of it themselves, it is no surprise that the cross makes no sense. But why has God chosen this way? Couldn't he have done something to make the gospel less weird? In verse 19, Paul quotes from Isaiah 29, He says, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent, I will frustrate. It's about there uh, with Isaiah. Israel was under attack, and they were trying to save themselves. They were coming up with their own plans, their own schemes, to save themselves from this advancing army. They were were claiming to honour God, They were saying that they loved him. But in reality, they had turned from him and gone after their own wisdom. And so God says to them that he will save them without any human wisdom, without uh, using any of their plans and schemes. And that's exactly uh, what he did. If we read on in Isaiah, uh, we find that the Israelites woke up and found the attacking army dead outside their walls. The whole army. Paul is showing by quoting this that God has always worked this way. He, he saves people in a way that leaves no doubt about who did the saving. He destroys the wisdom of the wise to, to leave no room for anyone to say that I thought of that or I contributed something. Uh, There's often a a point as toddlers grow up when they become fiercely independent. I remember uh, playing with my uh, cousins with that uh, toy where you have to put the the different shaped blocks uh, through the right holes to get them into the box. I'm sure you all know that. But however much I showed them and that the right block needs to go in the right hole. They would refuse to listen. They would try and find any other way of getting that block in the box. Well, adults are not much different in relation to God. We want to contribute. We want to say that we are self-sufficient, that we don't need God. And so we come up with uh, our own plans, with uh, wisdom, But the wisdom of the world is not true wisdom. Verse 20. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Paul asks. What good does all this wisdom do? We may be able to make incredible things, create amazing plans, but where does it get us in the end? When we hear uh, people with too many letters after their name uh, on TV arguing against Christianity, we can end up discouraged. 
when what Richard Dawkins says is taken as fact and Christianity is dismissed as something for those who don't know better. It can be hard. But Paul says, has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Under the, the influence of the world, of its wisdom, people claim to know things about God from all sorts of sources, religion, philosophy, meditation, whatever it is. Not all of those are useless, but human wisdom cannot bring us to God. It will only uh, teach us about humans and what they want. God's wisdom is the cross, and it is that which is the power to save. So although the gospel uh, seems foolish, God has chosen it to be the power to save. And second, although the gospel is opposed, we should preach it. As he went around preaching, Paul faced two uh, opposing worldviews. Have a look uh, at verse 22. Jews demand miraculous signs, and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews, and foolishness to Gentiles. The Jews were looking uh, for their promised Messiah, the one who would come in power and glory to restore their nation, the one who would rule forever. And so whatever signs and miracles Jesus performed, however many prophecies he fulfilled, the cross proved to them that he could not be the Messiah. A dead man could not be the promised forever king that they were looking for. And so, uh, for them, as long as they held on to this worldview, Christ crucified is only a stumbling block. It trips them up and prevents them from believing. But that's not uh, the only worldview that Paul faced. Although he always started in the synagogues, preaching to the Jews, he didn't stop there. He went to the Greeks and the Gentiles. These were people, uh, perhaps like many today, who prized reason and argument. They tried to think their way, debate their way to God and the answers of life. And so all they end up doing is creating their own God. And so as long as they hold on to this worldview, that they can reason their way to God, when they encounter a God who doesn't fit, uh, who doesn't match their reason, that is, a, a God who steps out of heaven, who comes into the muck of the world, who suffers and dies. For them, Christ crucified is foolishness. It goes against everything that their wisdom says is wise. 
and it prevents them from believing. Now we, we can see both these worldviews uh, today. There are those who look uh, for strength and power, who demand miracles and signs. They insist on seeing something amazing before they will accept it is true. But when faced with a king who dies, they cannot accept him. And when uh, there are great, uh, many who have a great intellect, who use their brains, logic and reason to work out what God must be like. But they cannot conceive of a God who becomes man and suffers. There are uh, other worldviews that we might face too. Atheism, for, interest, uh, for instance, uh, which also claims to use logic and reason, ends up uh, going round in circles as it asserts a, a universal truth that there is no God, but yet has no basis on which to make a universal claim. For them, it might be the fact that um, there is judgment and sin that needs paying for, which is the stumbling block and foolishness. So when we're, when we're talking to people, we need to spot these worldviews uh, and address them. We see Paul in Acts uh, talk to people differently, depending on where they're coming from, on what their worldview is. But as we do so, we must be careful uh, to be aiming to change their worldview into a biblical one and not to modify our message to fit what they want. There are all sorts of ways, uh, some more subtle than others, that in seeking to make the gospel less weird, uh, we actually end up straying from it. So, for instance, there can be a temptation to uh, suggest that Jesus died merely as an example for us, to show us uh, how we should live, because the atonement of sins couldn't possibly work. Or maybe to preach that uh, health and wealth are a sign of God's blessing, and if you don't have them, then your faith is not strong enough. But Paul, Paul preached Christ crucified because, verse 24, it is to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, it is Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Paul spoke uh, the same message of the cross to everyone, regardless of their background, regardless of their worldview because he knew that the message of the cross saves everyone equally, regardless of their background. He knew that although the gospel seems weird, it is far, far better than anything that people have come up in their own wisdom. He closes this section uh, with verse 25. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. The 
The gospel is wiser than man's wisdom because unlike any other worldview, it shows things as they really are. And it is stronger than human strength because it alone has the power to save. The gospel is not just a message about Christ crucified. That seems weird. But it is the power of salvation to all who believe. So the Christians in Corinth were getting distracted by the world's focus on eloquent speakers and powerful rhetoric. Paul wants to remind them and us to make sure that we stick to the gospel. It is only Christ and his death which are powerful to save. And if this uh, is how we are saved, we, are not, we should not stray from it as we preach to others. Although the gospel is opposed, we should preach it. So if you ever uh, feel that the message of the cross is weak, crazy, unbelievable, weird, know that Paul felt the same. But although the gospel seems foolish, it is the power of God to save. And although the gospel is opposed, we should preach it. And with Paul, have confidence that this is the way that God has chosen to work. Those who um, deny it may seem clever and wise, but all of their intellect is of no use if they reject God's wisdom, which is the power of Jesus' death to save. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the cross. Thank you that you did not leave us to our own wisdom, which comes to nothing, but that Jesus stepped down to take our penalty. Forgive us when uh, the opposition of the world causes us to, to lose confidence in our message and instead help us to boldly proclaim the cross to those who are perishing. In Jesus' name, amen.